Have you ever wondered if some of the things you've heard about retirement and tax planning are myth or reality? Tune in Sunday mornings to Make Retirement Work to find out what's true. That's Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. here on 880 KRVN. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. As Arlen Suderman joins us today from FC Stone, we are in two different states and there's 30 some degrees difference between the two states, which is absolutely crazy. I got the feels like temperatures in the 20s and you are sitting at 67 degrees as we uh, to this final bell and just kind of sets into motion how this weather is continuing to play havoc with this harvest. Yeah, do you want to know the wind chill on that 67-degree reading? <laughs> it's probably, no, probably nothing. Not. Yeah. It, it, it is a beautiful day in Kansas City, uh, overlooking the Missouri River. Uh, just a gorgeous day, calm winds and sun shining and, and kind of drying things out. But our day is coming, our day of reckoning. And it's a roller coaster. It must be autumn of the year. And uh, the farmers are trying to take advantage of the weather whenever they can to try to get this year's crops in. Well, the good news is, though, these colder temperatures that are talked about coming in, as you put it, it's going to solidify these fields to allow these guys to get in where it's been too muddy. Uh, exactly right, and especially up in the Dakotas where it's been especially muddy and they had all the snow and that snow melt and the ground is very muddy and most of the crops are still in the field uh, especially the corn. This should solidify the soil a little bit and uh, allow them to get into the fields and make some progress and get a better feel for what the size of this year's crops are. But we're dealing with mud all across the Midwest, and, and uh, that's slowing up the harvest progress. Um, but particularly in the northwestern Midwest, uh, farmers there are always worried about when's this big snow going to come that ends our harvest opportunities, and then we have to wait for the spring thaw to get it out. And uh, they they want they want to get those crops harvested. It has been a very frustrating year, and frustrations continue as they may have been watching social media to see that the China Phase One signing has been pushed off till later next month. It doesn't mean, like you said, that it's done with. It's just a pause. Yeah, in the uh, Reuters story that broke this uh, earlier today um, with, a, and I hate this, unnamed White House source, um, <laughs> it, it really said, you know, we don't want to guarantee that there's going to be an agreement. And I, don't, I wouldn't read too much into that because that's always possible with China that they could change the tone. But they really believe the odds are more likely than not that there will be an agreement to continue to make that progress. I know uh, that uh, President Trump indicated previously that uh, he really wanted to see, I think maybe it was Larry Kudlow, his White House advisor, that said this. They really hoped to get a signing at the APEC meeting in Chile. That was canceled because of violent protests in Chile. So then the White House hoped that they could find another location to have the signing during that same time period because that's when both President Trump and President Xi Jinping had openings on their calendars because they were both planning on being at the APEC summit. So that would make it easier to facilitate. And as long as you have a calendar date down, that really pushes the teams toward reaching the conclusion of their work. And if you don't have that deadline, then work tends to get spread out and extended, and we and it takes longer to get an agreement. So they were hoping to have that. But apparently we're unable to 
get a time and a place uh, in mid-November in order to do that. Based on what we previously heard, even though President Trump said he hoped to have a signing ceremony in Iowa, imagine that made a lot of hog producers in Iowa pretty nervous. Um, China had indicated previously that they were really looking for a neutral location. It doesn't look good to the people of China to see President Xi coming on to U.S. soil in order to sign this agreement. In their culture, that would appear that he was conceding to President Trump, and that's not what we want to see happen in order to get a mutually agreeable um, trade agreement, at least phase one of it. So they wanted a neutral location. Well, then once you go for a neutral location outside of China, United States, scheduling becomes even more challenging. You have to find a location that both agree to, that has an opening in, and facilities and location and can provide security, etc. At, at that time. And that also fits the calendars of both President Trump and President Xi Jinping. So I think that's why it's being pushed back to December. Unfortunately, that means the markets have to wait longer before we learn the, the specific details of the agreement, it looks like. And markets are not very patient in waiting for supportive information. And I think that was one of the reasons that we were lower today, um, not only in the commodities, but also in the equities for much of the day. Looking south of the border, as South American weather has had some issues, as we well know. Now, it sounds like Brazil's going to get some very good rains right now. Yeah, it, it's looking good for Brazil. Over the next week to 10 days, there, there won't be very many dry areas, maybe a few little pockets, particularly in the northeastern belt. But other than that, it looks like it's going to be pretty good. Paraguay and Argentina could see some areas that have uh, some lingering dry spots, um, but I, I, I think they'll be relatively small at this point. And this will not end the drought by any means, and I feel better about Brazilian rains going forward than I do Argentine rains. It's something we're going to have to continue to monitor. Um, but I think Brazil's probably going to have a pretty good soybean crop um, going forward. We'll have to wait about the Safrina corn crop, as we talked about before. And uh, Argentina's wheat crop is getting smaller. It's currently in the spring reproductive phase and has been negatively impacted by the dryness. Uh, and we'll have to see how things play out. They're diverging signals on the, the weather pattern going forward for Argentina, and we'll have to see how that plays out yet here over the next couple of months. Well, there's a lot of factors that we've been looking at on the grain side, folks. Stick around, because when we come back, we're going to look at the interesting happenings on the livestock front. No surprise, it does involve China and the need for some food. We'll get an update as well as what's happening with African swine fever. It's a lot taking place on this Wednesday version of the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield as Arlen Suderman continues to join us. I mentioned we were going to jump into the livestock until I happened to bring up propane during the commercial break. And I saw some news stories and some social media chatter that there's some propane issues. Is that going to cause concerns for both grain and livestock producers? Uh, It is certainly a problem for anybody who needs propane is dependent on it. And that's particularly, as you brought up, a problem now for the harvest. When you have a delayed maturity of the crop, it 
means that it's trying to dry down in the colder time of the year and it tends to dry slower and particularly in those areas where freeze ended the growing season a f- corn that has frozen doesn't dry down as well in the field so we're harvesting overall in the midwest we're harvesting a wetter corn crop that means it takes more drying and that means more pro- propane and we anticipated a big propane need anyway uh, and now we're looking at an even bigger need uh, so that's a concern um, the people in the energy department tell me that there's not a shortage of propane, but getting it where it needs to be is the problem because uh, pipelines have been designated for other products in many cases, and so therefore it's been harder to get the propane where it is needed. And uh, that's not the formula you want in, in a time when demand is really high. And so there have been some areas of the Midwest where they've had to suspend harvest um, because they could no longer, everything was backing up from the drying bins, and uh, they could no longer accept corn because you can't store it and pile it until it's been dried um, for very long at all. And uh, so that's been a problem. Jump over to the livestock side of it. I'm sure this propane has got the, the eyes and ears of not only the poultry, but the pork industry as well, as they know they're going to have to keep those barns pretty warm. Well, it certainly has been, especially with the cold air coming in uh, starting now and then a reinforcement of even colder air coming in early next week. That's going to be a real challenge. Okay, African swine fever, what's the update? What are you hearing um, in the countryside coming out of China? Uh, Continuing to spread, continuing to develop and create problems. Uh, China uh, this week is uh, taking steps to try to get whatever meat it can. It uh, reopened the door to Canadian pork this week. Uh, that was a big deal because they shut off imports from uh, from Canada largely as a product, even though this isn't what they say. It's generally believed to be true that they cut it off because Canada had arrested the Huawei executive at the request of the United States. Um, and so they said it was due to meeting phytosanitary requirements. So suddenly, lo and behold, now China needs the pork, and it says Canadian packing plants have met the requirements, and so they're reopening the door. The next day, then they take they announce an agreement to purchase $100 million worth of pork from a uh, firm in Europe. So they're continuing to uh, lock up supplies of not only pork but also poultry and beef from around the world wherever they can and it's another reason we need to get this trade agreement with china uh in order to lower some of the tariffs on u.s pork lower remove some of the restrictions off of u.s beef and poultry so that the u.s market can fully participate in that opportunity as well so have you heard is there a stronger food fear right now in china or is that being kept pretty pretty close-lipped uh, there's some real shortages of uh, meat in china and we're seeing uh, fresh pork prices double and triple in some areas and it's really exploded higher here over the past month really since their uh, golden week holiday celebration ended in early october and on the 7th of october they were able to use various means to kind of keep inflation of food prices under control until then but now we're seeing double digit food inflation largely driven by uh, meat prices exploding higher and that is now creating challenges for their economy with overall inflation rising to six-year highs and continuing to rise and uh, its central bank has implemented new stimulus programs 
to try to ease concerns of bond traders in China who feared that this inflation problem created by high food prices is going to make it difficult for them to sufficiently stimulate the economy. Um, So it's creating a lot of problems, and this is giving China incentive to uh, get an agreement with the United States as well. Looking at the cattle market, any cash purchases, is it going to be pushed back till Friday or later this week because it's still so quiet today? Yeah, I think so. Uh, We saw the online exchange today um, basically asking $117 and and passing. Um, Nothing really moved on the exchange. Uh, So the fundamentals under this market are pretty good. We were lower on the board on most contracts today, largely because this is a market that was overbought after eight consecutive weeks of gains. But we're seeing some good, solid strength in in the product market. Hogs, on the other hand, taking back yesterday's gain. So what we gave yesterday, we take back today. And that's been kind of the nature of the hog market until we can really escalate that demand to China. All right. Sounds good, Arlen. What's the best way to get a hold of you? INTLFCstone.com or at Twitter.com slash ArlenFF101. And that's the Fontenelle Final Bell brought to you by Fontenelle and all the local dealers. Pick this up as a podcast through our website, RuralRadio.com, or wherever you pick up your favorite podcast. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.